Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 6 One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for the priest to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them whom he also designated apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit's that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, 
and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Jesus' claim to be Lord of the Sabbath is pretty mega. Sabbath observance was a crucial and eternal aspect of being God's people. So it's no wonder the Pharisees took exception to Jesus trampling all over it. From the Pharisees' perspective, Jesus was taking a chainsaw to the supporting branch of their treehouse called Torah. False prophets like him needed to be killed. But what they missed, what they ultimately refused to even consider, was that Jesus was the planter of the Torah tree and the builder of the original treehouse. Jesus' redefining of Sabbath with the Old Testament precedent of King David was really a restoring of God's original intent for the structure. A major theme in the early church's understanding of Jesus was that he came to bring a fresh reinterpretation of all God had already revealed. The twelve apostles don't replace Israel. They were already part of Israel. But they do symbolize the recreating of Israel that God had always wanted. And Jesus was now providing. In the same way, Jesus doesn't just ditch Sabbath. Instead, he shows Sabbath to be the provision of God for his people to lean into the nurture of God. God wanted Sabbath to be a day of formation where the sons of the Most High would remind themselves of the mercy of the Most High and thereby become more merciful themselves. God wants a people defined by Sabbath 
who abound in mercy, who even love their enemies, who are a tree bearing beautiful fruit. Is that what Sabbath is for me? A non-negotiable commitment in my life to lean into God's provision and to infuse myself with God's mercy? I worry how much I live the praxis of our culture's religion, always on productivity. I find myself driven by the idol of efficiency. I try to solve my problems with a bit more effort or a bit more information. Or I just scroll my phone because, well, I can. I fear I've gone to the opposite extreme of the Pharisees' rigid rules on rest, but with the same effect. I miss the nurturing mercy of God, and I have little reserves left to show his mercy to others. But here is the good news. Jesus came to help people like me and you. If we allow him to be our teacher, his blessing of rest can rest upon us. If we let Jesus' kindness and mercy be our portion, if we allow his nurturing Sabbath to soak into our soul, we will become a really good tree and we will bear really good fruit. Question for reflection. How are you intentionally leaning into the mercy and the nurture of the Most High? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.